Welcome to episode 15 of the Monday Morning Podcast. In a very special episode about anger, we talk about ground-pounding, energizer, rage-wrestling, Indiana Jones anger boxes, and Gabby and Harry resolve a four-year-old rage match live. Welcome back. Welcome. Welcome back. After Welcome back. After a mere fortnight, we're, we, we have a sort of three-week, seven-week, two-week, eight-week, two-week cycle that we're sticking yeah. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So exactly. I think that's working pretty good. Yeah. No, we're right on schedule. It's because we're growing exponentially and we're mm. the weeks between our podcasts are as well. Our so. investors said this was a good move. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Logarithmic yeah. growth. Logging yeah. the rhythms. Lo- we're logging the rhythm. Yeah. We're exactly. logging the rhythm. And we're logging Log- the rhythms of anger today. Huh? Anger. Erg. Anger. Erg. Anyone else eternally bitter and mad? Arg. Says, <laughs> Just I don't know. Let us know. Pirate. Oh, Pirates grief pirate. Grief pirate. <laughs> You're yeah, doubloons. Uh, <laughs> um. So who's, who's angry today? Who's angry? Um... I think all of us, but I'm Gabby and I'm super pissed. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> and my mom died September 3rd, 2016. Um, wow, how did she die? Th- that's coming up. That's coming up. I know. We were just talking about this, Harry and I, and I was like, it's basically September. Let's just round up. Like it's, it's, it's March now, which makes no sense. But September never ends as we have established. Truth it's to March, power. September. Anyway, oh, I thought of a good one the other day while I was just honking down a big cigarette and then Mm. I lost it. Mm. Um, And that's kind of just how mom died. Just honking, (laughs) (laughs) honking too many down and then she kind of just lost it. Which, And by it, I mean her life. Life. Life So she just, yeah. You took mine. That's what I was going to say today. There's no way. (laughs) You were going to say that. That was literally, yeah, I was going to say she smoked herself to death. Hi, Gabby. Well, fuck you. have telepathic Hi, abilities. hi, fuck you yeah, all. Fuck you, Gabs. <laughs> hi. <laughs> hi. All right, I'll go second. <coughs> my name's Madison, and hi. my mother is Gabby's mother. Um, <laughs> no way. Ooh. Yeah, September 3rd, 2016. <laughs> For some reason, I always get nervous before I have to say the date, as if mm. I won't be able to remember i'm like uh, september 6 2013 <laughs> <laughs> i mean <laughs> no for some reason i want to say 2017 uh, versus 16 but anyways uh Mm-mm. yeah Mm-mm. and she died gabby fucking jacked my idea um i was gonna say on the topic of anger i think the anger and resentment that our mommy held in her body is actually the anger turned into cancer and it just kind of anger it tore tore her apart interesting fact uh, anger is stored in the liver, mm. oh. which is why a lot of there's a lot of rageaholics out there. Mm-hmm. No I, just side note, just side note. So yeah, the anger that was stored in her liver turned <laughs> her into a reptile goddess, and is actually what ended up killing her. So mm. An- Anunnaki mummy, Anunnaki mummy. Exactly, we <laughs> honor Rest her. In peace, Susie. Okay, that's it. Okay. Well, well, sorry to hear uh, that. Fuck you. Bonjour. Okay, fuck you all. <laughs> fuck Harry. you. Fuck you very much. Um, we're just going to be super tense. <laughs> we're going to be super tense. We're s- we're our livers are just like the sun, just iron cores of heat. Yeah. And speaking of, that is how my daddy died on mm. January 7, 20. Oh no, I forget. No, I I don't forget. January 5th, 2017. <laughs> my year. My year. The the oh, year yeah, the sorry. year of the dad decompose, um, yeah. And he died because he had these little angrons in his cell, <laughs> and then he got rage nomia, rage noma, pneumonia rage, and they just sort of had this big fist fight with their little uh. splashy pneumonia fists and like the hard cancer crab p- pincers, and they just fought a war pincers. until the rivers of his lungs were just bursting. To the seams with little anger pellets. Like hungry, hungry, angry, hangry hippo. Hangry hippos, yeah. Yeah, hangry, yeah. Hangry hippos. And I that like that game. That's and actually then he got yeah. He actually did die in a very aggressive way. He got like choked mm. out, like RKO'd by his own lungs. Like, 
Like mm-hmm. they, that sleeper hold had a little bit too much sleep in it. Know what I mean? Chili dogs. Cause that <laughs> Chili dog. You're speaking our language <laughs> here. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Daddy I got stays lost asleep. in the, I got lost in the sauce for a second there, but I think I, I came out the other end with you. And that's why mm. he had such a, a dramatic facial expression. Because oh, yeah. The tumultuous fight that was happening within his body. Exactly. Yeah. It was like mm-hmm. a little Iliad in his lungs. Fist clenched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am so sorry. I'm so. <laughs> yeah, well, Jesus. fuck you for fuck that. Fuck you, Harry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and my apologies, my condolences. Mm, yeah, my condolences. Apologies. And uh, <laughs> congratulations. <I knew> <laughs> I orchestrated that whole fight within his body. Yeah, my apologies. Uh, well, you're, you're the Dana White of killing my dad. <laughs> you, 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 UFC <laughs> reference, pretty good. Joe Rogue. It <laughs> really Rogue. just went over my head. Okay. Th- well, I'm trying okay. to focus on our intro not being 17 hours. Okay, you know what? We, we made nailed it, it. Six minutes. We so nailed it. Okay, we're at six minutes. Okay, anger. Oh, perfect. Anger. anger. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. Okay, let's take I'm a pissed. like anonymous poll. Everyone close their <laughs> eyes and on <laughs> on one say whether say yes if you're angry. I'm gonna close. Harry, my eyes. your eyes are open. Okay. I mine are closed. You your eyes are open if you know that. Okay, <laughs> three. So open. Wait, wait, wait. I'm closed. sorry. Can you say the question again? <laughs> I'm the. Are you angry? And then I'm, I'm getting pissed <laughs> off right now. And then you just no say yes me. or no. Yeah, you say yes or no. <laughs> At one, okay. 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 All right. Close your eyes, so no one knows. Three, <laughs> two, one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Open them. <laughs> okay. Um, since it was anonymous, I don't know who should go first. Um. <laughs> All the podcast listeners better have closed their little peepers for that, because if you peeped us and what we weren't even peeping, so don't peep me, Tom. You know what? My dad's name. No cheaters. I no peeped cheaters. that uh, Maddie is living <laughs> in a peaceful bliss somehow, <laughs> and I really would like to unpack that because I'm pissed. <laughs> what? I said yes, dude. Well, okay, let's. <laughs> I know <laughs> I didn't say no. <laughs> let's start start off. Let's let's do a little soft serve. Okay, so my mm-hmm. first experience. Actually, do, do you guys know what my first memory is? Were you there? We weren't homies yet, but my first memory. First but I memory? know what it is. What the fuck are you talking about? I know about? what it no? is, but I wasn't there, unfortunately. You weren't there. My first memory. Are you talking memory. about childhood? Like, I don't oh, know. Yeah. What, oh. We're going back to the root of it, baby. That's oh, why my root life. Of it all. Oh, I'm going. I'm ready to go back to the root, too. My my anger flower grew in the soil of an indomitable rage from before time. My Well, first of all, this is pre-memory. My mother said that I wasn't born. She said, you were ripped into the world screaming. She oh, s- good she God. said that mm. to me. Okay. And then my first wow. memory is at Lunds and Barley's local Minnesota <laughs> brand. Shout out. <laughs> and I'm in, you know, grocery carts. So it's a grocery store. You know, grocery carts like they have the little part in the front the kid can sit on, like facing mm-hmm. the wrong way. So Fuck I was yeah. like twelve. No, I was I was like two or something, <laughs> sitting in the cart, and I had my hands wrapped around the cart handle, mm-hmm. and I was screaming bloody murder. I have like a third, I have like an observer's view of the memory and I can see my face mm. purple like the little Wonka guy, except mm. I was tiny. I didn't get all big up. And I was screaming <laughs> and smashing my face into the cart. Oh, and wow. And I was like so trying to s- grab mac and cheese and throw it on the floor and get cooked. I was just so, my dad could go to the grocery store in like eight minutes because I was timing him. Oh, my God. Mm. Yeah. So you were really happy and content. Yeah, at a I, w- young age. I was <laughs> like, I'm so chill. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. my first. Head banging. Do you guys have a first anger store. memory? Uh, uh, I don't have one like that that sticks out. Um, no. I definitely was a very, like, emotional child. Yeah, one of my first memories is actually of Gabby being a colicky baby, like... One of my first memories was our mom being like, I don't know what to do about this crying baby. And she was yeah, freaking out. I so guess I was colicky. You would, you would cry nonstop, like just howling at the top of your lungs. And that oh, was yeah. one of my first memories of being so distressed. Like, 
how do I help my mom? What do I do? How can I make this baby shut up? Like, mm. yeah. So basically, my attachment style <laughs> is super, <laughs> super secure. Rage, <laughs> really. rageful, secure. Yeah, yeah. My mom was like, "Fuck this baby. What do I do with her?" And then I was just crying. So uh, I and I was already great. trying to step in as second caregiver. I was like, "How do I help my mother?" I was like three. Mm. Yeah. No, I don't know. I wasn't like. I don't have a distinct memory like that. But I did like have temper tantrums and it I also was the youngest of three so it would be that thing where like Maddie and our brother would be like the older ones and I'd be like upset by them and then they'd be like she's fake crying and then I would be like nah like it was this whole thing wow, but that, that was a good and impression. I also <laughs> I never had a good relationship with my dad like from a young age like timeouts lectures from like when I was like five years old so like foreshadowing Mm, (laughs) um you're gonna lecture us (laughs) never had a great relationship there and there would be a lot of anger as Mm. a child in that relationship but so yeah i'm like super chill so were you were you Mm -hmm. an angry little baby maddie or were you uh i want to help mommy is that a big Um, through line i actually have like one of my most prized possessions from my mom she made like baby books for each of my siblings and myself and I mean, they only went on for, like, a couple of years. Like, there were maybe, like, ten passages total. But she would write about us and, like, our mannerisms and whatever. And, no, she described me. And I've been described a lot as, like, a very content, happy yeah, baby. I feel like like I shy. really, I didn't cry a lot. I, like, smiled and giggled a lot. And I, yeah, no, I was, like, a really happy baby. You were and kind I of, was like, an introvert, like, hee-hee. I was like really coy and shy and uh, kind of weird, you know? Like, I like to be alone. I didn't have a lot of friends. Uh, I also didn't, fun fact, grow hair until I was two, so I looked like I had cancer. Uh, mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but, no, I was going to say, like, relating to anger, you know, I was thinking about this all day as I was just meticulously preparing for this podcast. As, yeah, as, as I'm we sure do. we all were. As, as we, we all do. We as do. we all do. Very professional. So many notes. <laughs> so I have a lot. Of, let me just actually pick through my notes. Um, Get my PowerPoint ah, out. Yes. There we are. Um, so yeah, as I was thinking about anger, like it's, it's hard for me to objectively look at anger in myself because... Um, like, I don't even know if I experienced, like, a proper phase of anger after the death. Not that there's, like, a proper way to grieve or feel any of the feelings. But, like, w- you know, as our loyal listeners know, shout out, Philippines. Um, Gabby and I come from a really dysfunctional home. And that, like, part of that was there was a lot of anger. Like, there was a lot of anger expressed in the home. A lot of resentment and, like, rage. And it was really unpredictable and for me it was really scary like I didn't like it at all and I was very afraid of the anger that was being expressed so I think like I internalized that a lot and so like when I feel anger throughout the years I mean I'm, I'm getting better at this but I think I really would try like to suppress my anger like if I felt angry it was like oh no no no, no. like this is a bad feeling like this is bad this is negative oh like, yeah 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 don't yeah. feel it just like, figure out how to work through it without actually working through it, you know? Just, mm-hmm. like, kind of put it away, you know? And, um, you know, now I recognize anger as, like, a very... It's a healthy feeling. Like, as long as you're not letting it fucking mm-hmm. rip you apart, like, it's a good thing to feel anger. It's, like, it's healthy. It's natural, whatever. But I was in this mindset after my mom died of, like... You know, and it was kind of, like, this fucking pompous perspective of, like, I'm not an angry person, but, like, I'm really (laughs) not, but, like, that was kind of reinforced in me, like, in this, like, kind of distorted way of, like, I'm not angry, but it's, like, no, I'm just, like, not really letting myself feel angry, so it's kind of hard for me to look back on that time in an objective view, like I said, because I think I was just kind of trying to push anger away, but I will say, I remember the first time I wasn't really angry, like, I think I can say Certainly, I, I wasn't really angry after mom died, but when I was angry uh, was when she was sick because we had the privilege of, you know, watching her die for like a year. And that was <laughs> when... Front row seats, baby. Front right row behind seats. home plate. God. Oh, yeah. To the chemotherapy show. Ugh, it was a battle royale, but we all know who won in the end. Um, so, yeah, that's when I was really angry because I felt so fucking hopeless and I was like a full-time student and I was working and I was so busy and I was in the city and my mom was in the suburbs and I just felt like there were all these obstacles between her mm-hmm. and I and it was like really frustrating for me and I was like pretty much depressed at this point and I 
I was like lost in the sauce. And that's when I was really angry because I was like, like right. why is this happening? Why is it so hard for me to like see this woman? Like our family is so dysfunctional already. Like it was hard to even communicate and like get together just, you know, I don't know. It was hard. So that's, I think, when I felt my most angry. I remember one night just like punching my carpet, like punching the ground because I was so angry and I was kind of drunk. And like, I just, I didn't know what to do because I wanted to see my mom that weekend, but like I couldn't, it wasn't working out. And like, I didn't have any support and I didn't know what the fuck to do. So I was just like, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that exclusive podcast <coughs> story. Yeah. yeah. Hot take. I don't yeah. think anyone knows that. I, know, I think, I think I was really angry, like thinking about like, I've definitely have different phases of my anger and because anger is sort of difficult because the way some people talk about it as uh, like a secondary emotion, like you feel mm. something else like sadness and you're angry right. and I'm like, there's something to that, but there's also yeah. just a pure rage that comes with something cosmically, mm-hmm. you know, uh, horrible. But the f- a- a- and anger is like when you have it, you need to put something on it. And I think it's sort of hard to tell whether there's something you're angry at or you just have anger and you need to place it on something. So mm. I placed mm-hmm. it on myself uh, definitely first because um, mm. the first times that I really was really struggling with the idea of my dad dying um, getting angry was when I left for college because he started to get he was in this sort of perpetual dying but he hadn't had like the bone breaking cancer stuff yet mm-hmm. and when I left for college I started to get really angry at myself because I, I, I couldn't have known like how bad it would get when I left but I had all this rage at like what was going on and this is still something I do it's probably like my biggest flaw and the biggest detriment to deter and deterrent to any kind of self-improvement i'm really just mm. wallowing in a big piss puddle of of self-anger <laughs> um uh, so i would you know there'd be yummy because mm. sometimes yeah. you're in an impossible situation right and the, the impossible situation is like trying to pursue your life and then trying to just soak up the um you know all the time you have with this one person so mm-hmm. so my ang- it's always just been easier for me uh, to put my anger on myself, especially when you have no context for it. And like me, I was an angry baby. So mm-hmm. I'm like, OK, what's the common theme throughout my whole life, which is me. So when my dad was mm-hmm. dying and I wasn't there and he didn't want me to come home, he wanted <laughs> he wanted me to. It's not like he was like, you you fucking suck. Don't come home. But he, yeah. he, he wanted me just to live my life and right. go to the school I got into and. The easiest thing, which is always the easiest thing to be angry at, is yourself. Because um, if you're someone who's really <laughs> insecure, attachment style, and you're worried about scaring no. other people, no, <laughs> just <laughs> no, late. I can't really, no, no, <laughs> shut, shut down, shut down, shut down. <laughs> then you're gonna put it on yourself, and 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 that's what I did because that was a way of like, you know, I could destroy something which you want to do, and you're angry, but it could keep it like contained. Um, so that was definitely my first stage of, of anger. Is there something definite to be angry at? Mm. Um, and it's, and it's me and that, that was a a mechanism I use because then it's like this, all the onus is on me to fix myself and fix these things. And I don't have to face an impossible problem. I have to face a soluble problem, which is my insoluble shittiness <laughs> yeah mm. yeah i see i see <laughs> yeah 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 okay yeah yeah, uh, yeah. that's interesting i don't know yeah. i feel like anger is so like it's confusing because i feel like it's or like i don't know if this is common but i definitely associate it with like i guess some type of like aggression or like violence which i know is not fuck you i agree <laughs> Which is I've like heard it like broken down as like resentment or like injustice. Like I, you, t- you kind of touched on <laughs> that. Like they like break anger down into like yeah. if you're angry, really, what you're feeling is like injustice or resentment or like one of these things. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's like it's weird because I don't think I'm like an angry person, but I definitely felt like I I, I don't know. It was something buried deep. Like <laughs> with the with the most of my emotions, I'm like such a good suppressor. So it's like I don't even really know what's happening until it's like right in my face, and I'm like, oh, that's been there the whole time. You are um, Pandora's box. Yeah, it's really mm-hmm. amazing what I can do. <laughs> but 
basically, yeah. I think like my anger phase was um, definitely more towards my dad, backshadowing to my childhood. But like since I've touched on this a million times in the podcast, mm. but since that shit show ensued immediately after our mom died, our dad's an alcoholic. I was living with him for any grief babies who haven't heard that. But since that <laughs> happened right after, like it was just so much at once that like I felt a lot of anger towards like how he was making things harder for me. Mm. Like I was like, fuck you. Like you're making this worse. And like, yeah. obviously anyone who's dealt with an addict knows how frustrating that is. Like someone who doesn't want to, uh, get themselves help or doesn't want to change and like you can't really control them so like it was a total like lack of control and like you said Maddie like lack of support in that moment and mm. like just complete like frustration and then I think like after I kind of separated from my dad more and the death was further and further away I realized that I kind of had adopted like a very strong like victim mentality towards my trauma where I and I only like unlocked this little achievement uh, in the last like year or two because achievement. Well, oh, just just a little video game. Uh, little video slogan. game medal. Ach- yeah. Achievement unlocked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, but it was oh, an achievement God, okay. in my healing. Mm, mm. So, yeah, because <laughs> as you know, I have to unlock these suppressed things. They're very, there's 500 keys and mm-hmm. I got to dig them out. Mm-hmm. But like, like some kind of try ancient, one by one. ancient like ink and puzzle that Indiana Jones is supposed to open, <laughs> but it's been closed for 600 years. It's <laughs> a gotta, lot. Got to roll the ball around into the shape of a key and then jiggle it just so my key ring has a million <laughs> rusty keys on it you are the janitor <laughs> yeah you're the janitor <laughs> i i am um the indiana jones janitor is this I'm for dad or the boiler janitor. room <laughs> <laughs> but jim fuck the victim mentality i kind of realized that i was a lot of my anger later was going towards like the cards I was dealt like that kind of energy where I was like, Oh, like I'm so mad that I had to deal with all of this. And I'm so mad that I had to go through this and like everyone else seems so at peace, like little Mm. 18 year olds, 19 year olds just walking around, like having fun. And I'm like just this huge trauma welt of like, uh, <laughs> and we were like, we, we were raised by two professional bluffers. They were just such bullshitters. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it was just like, there was just so much. And I, I felt really like pissed that I had to be strong and I had to get through that when like, I just felt like it wasn't something I deserved, but like, it was just like living in the past really. But I've mm-hmm. gotten over that since. But that was like a big thing where I was like, I'm just so pissed at like the life I've had. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Honestly. I remember you talking about that after mom's last, last Thanksgiving. Like, I feel like that's the last time I really heard you bring that up. Yeah. September. It's definitely been a process to like get through it because I mm. didn't realize it was even a thing. But it also goes hand in hand with like my depression, too. Like, it's so easy to just go down there and be like, mm. I'm so pissed at the world, like raising my fist, like why was I dealt these cards? Yeah. But like it's there's really no point <laughs> in doing that. So it just like creates a lot of excess anger that you don't need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. I, d- I don't know. I don't. I go through like just moments fleeting moments of like kind of a little victimy victim mentality of like it's not even like why why did this have to happen but like it's just kind of it takes shape in like a I wish you know like I wish she was here to like I wish I could share these things with her like I wish she could see me now you know and that's yeah I guess that's not really a victim but it's kind of it's it's on par it's kind of like why is she gone to not see these things you know but um Mm -hmm. I think you know this Another area where I felt anger post post mortem uh, was with people that were close to me that 
hadn't experienced anything even close to a parent dying and like the whole you know the whole fucking issue of like no one understands like that would make me angry of like yeah definitely why why can't you like you don't fucking get it like i'm struggling i am in despair right now and like you don't know what the fuck to say to me like yeah. why is this <laughs> like we're so <laughs> angsty. you don't get it mom like, oh wait I'm she's like, dead you don't oh, get it fuck. about mom yeah <laughs> yeah i'm like like i can't get out of bed and like you're not giving me what i need right now but it's like i don't know that that one that was a tough one to get over especially because i was in like a you know a relationship at the time and i was like we're so codependent and you know everything about me but and yet like you can't like take my pain away right now like fuck you and it's like clearly i was just um wow i was distorted but i mean (laughs) i would never express those things or say things like that but like that was you know what i was feeling in my body of like yeah why 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 like oh this is so fucking frustrating no one gets it no one understands especially these people that are like so fucking close to me Um, yeah i feel like i was the most angry at my mom like while she was alive (laughs) like we did not have a good relationship and like that's when i was my most angry like throughout her whole fucking life so it was kind of like when she died i was like oh uh, my anger well has run dry and now she's gone (laughs) yeah yeah i actually forgot about that you guys had more of a the teenage angst vibes but it was like so much more than that you know it well, was it was a lot because like i was a teenage i was a bitchy teen on steroids like yeah because there was so much dysfunction and like resentment and you were jacked yeah i was fucking jacked oh yeah yeah it wasn't just like fuck you mom i want to go to this party with my friends it was like fuck you mom you cheated on our weird dad and the thing and the cancer like it was like <laughs> yeah. a little more we had more going on. Well, and there's so much there because, like, our dad was an alcoholic. I, I didn't call him an alcoholic until I was 21, but he was an alcoholic our whole life, which is a family disease. It fucking erodes the family, and our mom had been dealing with it since before we were born. And she, by the end of her life, fucking hated our dad. She and was super angry, yeah. Yeah, and she lived, like, pretty much our whole upbringings like really angry and resentful and and like not telling us why yeah that's why (laughs) i said she died of anger and resentment because like it literally ate her alive and you know i think that i internalized that for a while and like i just spewed it right back at her you know i was like if you're gonna be a fucking bitch to me for no reason like check out what i can do to you because i am I'm queen 16, bitch. I'm jacked and I have I'm an energizer <laughs> My bunny bitch. My hormones are raging. <laughs> you, you got the big drum, the big old drum. <laughs> bang bang big bang. Big drum baby. <laughs> yeah. I could go all day all night. Like, yeah, and she had those smoky fucking smoky the bear lungs. She couldn't go. <laughs> uh-huh. There was no match. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there there was a lot there, but anyways, yeah thoughts, I, thoughts thoughts back to you harry back to you harry back, back to you harry uh back to back to me harry um back to harry me uh <laughs> harry i yeah i i feel like there's listening because I, I feel like there's like three stages of my anger or i guess the stages and the directionality are sort of the same thing mm. and there's i think there's only three things you can really be angry at which is like yourself like other people <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third is like the world slash life, which yeah. are sort of the same thing. My and I fave. feel like I feel yep. like the latter, the third is like the hardest to be because when a parent dies of like a sickness or like some kind of freak accident or something like you're talking about the victim mentality, like you can't really properly set yourself in a victim context because there's no one who did anything, you know, mm-hmm. um, and there's other situations. But with something like cancer, like nothing nothing like there there's no agent that caused this so the anger is easier to or for me the anger like naturally gravitated towards first myself and then yeah like other people um yeah i, d- I yeah. definitely want to definitely want to talk about <laughs> being angry at dad later because there was never mm. any space for that but and also <laughs> who who of us cannot have some anger coming from like a family of divorce there's no divorce mm. that's like well, there was no anger. They both just got so sad. They bought different houses. You know, there's yeah. always some goddamn <laughs> fucking oh. rage in there. You know, it was lying. rainbows and butterflies, and uh, yeah, yeah, lying. everyone's unscathed. I remember the only f- memory I have of my parents fighting because they were so quiet is me being in bed as a kid, mm. and then hearing some rage or just hearing some yelling, and then my dad just slamming something against mm. th- the kitchen table. 
Oh no. And I, I, I think I remember that. I don't, I can't really know if that was it, but I think I, I'm like, I think that was the moment my mom said she was divorcing him. Hmm. Um, but yeah, my rage definitely, you're talking about your significant other. I, I actually credit daddy's death with, uh, with how I got over my first like big love, mm. uh, which was dope. Uh, it was like, if you ever <laughs> trying to, trying to get over someone, just, just kill a parent. Mm. and and um, really puts it into perspective really puts it into perspective <laughs> i'm sorry i'm, I'm so uh, okay um i was just distracted <laughs> by you <laughs> rearranging something Betty. i was itching uh, you're arm. itching your armpit okay yeah anyways <laughs> don't look at her itch her <laughs> armpit harry or everyone close their eyes and say yes if they saw her itching armpit three two one yes uh, what do you no mean, feeling up my own tit or something or the I, I thought I don't know. I thought you're doing a you're jumping for lumps. I don't I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm actually yeah checking my breasts for lumps right I, now. Yeah, well, you know we what? We'll do a little examination after this. Well, so we all do check. Keep going, Harry. But <laughs> I was time. like the angriest moment I had after my dad died, and it was probably because what I did when he died is I posted on Facebook like right away. <laughs> like, yep. like dude, I've been I've been writing this thing in drafts for ten years. Man. <laughs> That's where my fucking literary moment. skills come from. But I posted something right opus. away. Yeah. Oh, mag fucking six caliber magnum <laughs> opus. The comic at the end of opus, the penguin dies. My dad was that goddamn penguin. Spoilers. Um, but my my recent ex of the time who I was still sort of having a tryst with. Um, mm-hmm. And she's she is she's great. Like, you know, if she ever listens to this, which I sort of hope she doesn't. But (laughs) she she texted me this thing. So because I put it on Facebook, I just waited for the the love to come in. You know, I was Uh, like, because I had this fantasy, which is I think I'll go into more later. But um, that when my dad died, finally, everyone would get would get it. They'd be mm-hmm. like it would be so inarguably non-negotiably terrible that people would come to me and they would get it because I had been mm. dealing with his dying, which was so painful and alienating for, you know, you know, around a decade. And, yeah. you know, was, and then Fate and then yikes. I waited. I waited <laughs> to see if people got it. And my my ex at the time texted me and she was like, wow, I'm so sorry to hear that your dad died, I think that I would just stay in my room and I wouldn't talk to anyone and I just <laughs> wouldn't do anything. Edgy. And, okay. And my little eyeballs popped out of their eye pockets <laughs> and they were just dangling, fucking blood red, just like I was bleeding out my fingertips. Uh. And I texted her for an hour. I wrote texts and then deleted them and I wrote them and deleted them and wrote them and deleted them. And basically oh. at the end I said, it's like, I think I need a little time because... I don't really want to hear what you think you'd do. Uh, <laughs> I sort of want you to maybe wonder what I'm doing, you know? Yeah, and I what was the like, fuck? I was like, you can't get it. And then I think I've mentioned it before. There was a guy who was like, I don't know, at college when I got back a few weeks later, he was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh, I don't know what I'd do. I don't I think I'd just like fucking kill myself or something. And I was like, yeah. great suggestion. Put it in the box, um, <laughs> in the box. and I'll, I'll, I'll check in on it later. Oh, it's mm-hmm. the only suggestion. Thank you. <laughs> it's either stay in my room or kill myself. I guess I could do a double combo and see which roommate cares enough to, find, to find out what the odor is. Um uh. Oh but God. but I think I th- but I think that's when the anger at myself finally burst and turned into anger at other people because mm. even though it wasn't their fault like it is human beings who will alienate you and you yeah. know it is their not knowing and again it's sort of like a cosmic injustice because they don't know just cuz that's not how their life worked out but right. when people didn't come to me like I so hoped they would like in a probably fantastical impossible way like cherry blossoms and candy and sweet kisses on the forehead like a harem of emotional lovers you know you were just waiting (laughs) for your your brain was waiting to just be flooded in dopamine yeah oh i was i wanted to be alexander the great sad and (laughs) i wanted to be adorned with laurels of of Mm. forgiveness and acceptance but it didn't happen and then i started (laughs) spoiler but Uh. then this is when i the first time in my life i started to hate I I really hated people for not getting it. Like wow. I was so And then there was some like moments of relief where like, you know, 
that semester, I think five people at my college died, um, oh. which is crazy for a 1400 person school. And so I got to feel some like comfort in that, like someone burned <laughs> to death. There were some suicides, overdoses, uh, just body failure. And that was and sort that, of re yeah. relieving, but I still couldn't get it directly. I could just soak in it. And I hated people so deeply, which made me hate myself, but I hated people for not getting it. Wow. And, you know, you can't – it was unsustainable, but I think that was my second stage is first it was me and then it was people, you know, because I wasn't ready yeah. to hate my <laughs> – I wasn't ready to hate my life. Yeah. You know? Damn, that's dark. I just, like, went right to that one. I was like, uh, I hate that, and then I just hate – I hate the big man upstairs, the, <laughs> the old man and then the big man, God. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's who you're referring to? Who I did I, I don't even believe in, but I was like, I hate you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably a man up in fucking heaven. Yeah, with this yeah. life I've been given, it's got to be the patriarchy. It's because it's, it's the, the other the other men God didn't teach him how to be emo emotionally articulate, so his God dad like didn't raise him right, and now he doesn't know how to feel for us. That's how mm -hmm. God, that's how God works. Oh. That's how God works. And that's in the Bible, yeah. <laughs> for sure. So that's, that's my uh, soliloquy on hating other people, which, <laughs> which, was, which I will say, I think that's where most of my shame comes from. Shame is a whole different fucking Energizer bunny mm. with 12 arms beating oh around. Oh, my God. But God. It, it made me feel so bad. Like, you know, I, I think sometimes talking about anger and hate comes off as self-righteous, which is my biggest fear, but it really takes a toll to realize that you hate, you know, people. Yeah. And it was, it was like really devastating. And again, I locked it into my little liver, my little, oh little solar liver, Your you know, sizzling liver. Yeah. I mm. think I didn't get to the stage of like hating other people because I think I got enough taste tests of like people giving me support that didn't do shit for me that I just went as we all know, into isolation mode. Like, I was like, okay, if I'm not going to be able to get what I need from other people, I'm just going to not interact with other people. So I was just, you know, I got a cat, I hunkered down in my studio apartment, and I just didn't really socialize much because, yeah, yeah I, I didn't want to expose myself to, you know, getting hurt by other people's misunderstanding um, and lack of ability to empathize you know yeah. and um it's a long road to acceptance of you know just getting over that that anger and the resentment and kind of the those feelings i don't know well i think about staying alone is like which is i did too then it was like i was choosing not to be seen mm -hmm. rather than being in a world where i just could not be seen and yeah. that that was a little easier and it made me not have to think about hating people mm -hmm. is because i also locked myself down with one other person I thought understood me and then I just really sequestered myself to yeah because if you're just locked in the closet then you 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 know you're less like why can't anyone see me mm -hmm. because you've barricaded the doors <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, yeah you can't even see yourself I think my experience was different because like home was frankly like unsafe so I like did not want to be yeah. home it was, yeah, my dad, Frank, oh, frankly. frankly. It was frankly horrible. <laughs> and <laughs> sorry, doxing him. Um, but it was really, like, I hated being there because it was, like, just a drunken man and yeah, me. It and it was just like really weird. Pad. So also I was, like, you know, still in high school, so, like, probably have never had more friends than in that time <laughs> in my life. So I had options, but like I would just try and be like out of the house. I had a car too. So like I would literally just like drive around or like to hang out with anyone I could uh -huh. to like not be home. And, but that was also like uh, where a lot of my anger was too, because I was like, I want to just be in my house and feel fine and like grieve and like right. not be like on the edge of my seat, like what's going to happen when I come home waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. So it was just like, really, that was a lot of my anger too, because I was just like, Oh, like I can't even go home and feel comforted. Like I mm -hmm. have to like distract myself or do other things or like, I don't know, fucking stay late at 
school like literally who You're like knows? hey teach like, can yeah. i come yeah. over <laughs> yeah uh, i'll take extra yeah. credit can we just like hang out i know i haven't shown up to class in three weeks but <laughs> i really need this um yeah. so that was like a whole different thing but i also did have the feeling i remember like a couple months this is actually probably just like i think it was halloween so mom died september 3rd it was halloween still so fresh and I remember mm. that one of my really good friends was like going to a Halloween party with some people and like didn't invite me. And I was like at home alone Bitch. with my dad and I just felt so fucking alone. And like she like ghosted me that night and it was just like I remember I like broke down. Like I was uh. just like it was just one of those examples of like you don't get it. Like, I can't believe you wouldn't like reach out to me. Like I felt so isolated, like socially. I was like, Oh my God, everyone's at this party. And like, no one wants little old sad baby there. <laughs> Grinchy like, goo. Yeah. And also I was so desperate to get out of the house too. So I was just like, God, this is horrible. Like no one even thought to like reach out. You know, it was like that Lord anger again where it's dad like, dad was doing on Halloween. Uh, yeah. It's like, again the anger cycle of like you don't fucking get it i don't even want to go but i really do like because i want to not be here but like i don't know it's just it was like constantly that battle or i'd stay at maddie's house uh, <laughs> but I, i'd stay I, at anyone's house i'd stay at my friend's mom's house like i would go anywhere you would stay at my place i know i i was just in my room too because i mean i this it's probably come up before too but i think part of the fuel for my hatred was like really influenced by a people a group of people who probably never thought that uh, they were a part of it but it was my roommates mm. um cuz i had four roommates at the time and uh they never said anything mm. you know and they knew my dad yeah. died and so i came back and they never they just never said anything until what? like one one day i was like drunk in may and I was like, you guys never fucking said anything. You should have said something. But I yeah. so weird. started to hate them, too, because why? Well, and that was part that? of it because like the alienation was so extreme. It was like so far from what I thought. Like it was not yeah. e it was even not even an acknowledgement. So I felt e even more like I never existed because I was like, now it's irrefutable that, you know, I'm in pain mm -hmm. and and I'm alone. And it is like your fault, like. In a way, if someone, uh, you know, can't can't put the anger on, on everyone, but, like, you know, there are people in your life who, like, disappoint you and you're right to feel that way. And that yeah, was also definitely. that was also difficult for me to not to not be able to irrationalize some of it to be like, get you guys fucked up. And how the fuck am I going to deal with that? Because you don't have to. Mm -hmm. I have to deal with my entire worldview because of just a few people I happen to live with. Yeah. Wow. That is incredible that people that you live with, that yeah, like you would think you're so close to don't say shit. What? Yeah. They actually got uh. together. They told me when I told them in May and decided not to say anything. What? Yeah. Okay. See, this is so funny because I've had a couple people, not roommates, not to that caliber where it's like people that are really fucking close to me, not say anything. But like I had some acquaintances that you know, we went to college together. We also had gone to high school together. Like, they knew me for a long time, you know, and they didn't say anything. And it's, like, I feel like people get so uncomfortable. Yeah. And they're, they're like, oh, what do we do? Okay, just, like, d don't say anything. Like, that'll just, that's, like, the road yeah. of least resistance. It never happened. Yeah, like, <laughs> if, <laughs> if we don't say anything, then we're not going to make them upset. We won't be yeah. uncomfortable. Like, no one will be uncomfortable. It's, like, okay, 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 okay. Stop right there. All right, like. We're already uncomfortable. It's like death. we've already covered this, <laughs> yes. I believe, yeah. in an episode. But it's like, believe me, we haven't forgotten what's happened. All right, it's on our mind every fucking other second. Like I'm, I, you know, the first year yeah. I would, I would think about my mom every minute. Like it wasn't, it was constantly on my brain. You know, so it's like, if anyone's out there listening that <laughs> like hasn't experienced death but knows someone who had like just say something. Like you Twi must tweet say at them. Something. Send him a tweet. Fucking tweet them. at them. Fucking exactly. subtweet them because. <laughs> Like nothing's gonna make the situation <laughs> worse. Your your lack of saying anything, your silence will make it worse though. Because yeah, it makes us feel unseen, and yeah. like our experience doesn't matter. And like almost like it didn't fucking happen. Like, are you serious? Yeah. You know, my mom died. You know, my dad died, and you're not gonna say anything. But it's not even that because it's an it's the biggest elephant in the room. Like it's yeah. not oh just yeah. like it's oh maybe they don't you. know. 
Like it's it's stomping all over you. It's just like I think I talked about it in our first episode about going to high school and like you said, Harry, like thinking everyone would be like throwing flowers at my <laughs> feet, uh-huh. like her mom died. A group uh, hug a, in the mall. Here's a big Oreo. Like a Disney like, song scene. Yeah. Yeah, like we all made you a big cake. Like, and then it was just like people looking at me acknowledging that they knew and then just not saying anything and it was so weird like it's weirder because i'm like you know what happened like you're looking at me like you're about to cry or something (laughs) or you're terrified and like i don't blame people for it anymore no but like it is just the weirdest thing because it's like oh my god like somehow i feel even more alone even though everyone knows like, I don't know. It was, it's so weird. Mm-hmm. And it can make you very angry it and can make bitter. It angry and, uh, and annoyed because it, it, it kind of, it like shifts the focus off you. It's kind of like, okay, so like you're not going to say anything because you're uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. And now exactly. I feel bad that my fucking mom died and you're uncomfortable about it. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's how I would feel. It's like, okay, Definitely. oh, I'm sorry my mom died and now you're uncomfortable about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's also another thing. Like, even though I've gotten, through most of my big old anger bubbles Mm -hmm. I think like the main one is like still that like simmering bitterness like Mm. I don't know if that's gonna go away just because bay leaf it's not like it doesn't (laughs) like (laughs) yeah yeah big bay leaf in my okra stew (laughs) Um, but it doesn't like invade my life too much but like We've expressed it on, like, holidays and, like, shit like that. Like, it still is there. Like, just, like, a little slow burn of, like, ugh. Like, just, mm. Yeah. You know, that it's noise. thing. <laughs> it's just no, like, no, oh, no. it's, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. kind of that, like, Joker vibe where it's like, it's okay. <laughs> like, but you're, like, I'm hurting you yeah. Yeah. in I my head. It, it just, it's weird because, like, you feel like you're taking up too much space sometimes with yes, like the death. Yes. You know, it's mm-hmm. like by just mentioning it. Yeah. yeah it's like, okay, uh, the, the world doesn't expands. revolve around me. Like, that's how I always feel. I'm like, okay, yeah, my mom died, but like it, the world doesn't revolve around me and my dead mom. Like all moms will die. Yeah. yeah. Why do I deserve anything on yeah. any day? I'm like, like pardon <laughs> my 800 uh, suitcases. I have so much baggage <laughs> just <laughs> dropping everywhere. Over I need 50 my pounds. Own, my own plane. I'm, I'm just yeah, checking plane, luggage, yeah. checking, I'm, checking, checking. I'm paying the extra fees, baby. They're yeah. heavy, okay? Yeah. Oh like there, There's an elephant in the room. Horton <laughs> hears a who? Not, yeah. not dad. Not no, dad anymore. No. Does Enough not hear baggage dad. to sink the Titanic. But that actually is yeah. something we were talking about the other day, Maddie. I think I talked about it with you too, Harry. We talk. We all okay. talk. Okay, yeah, don't um, talk without me, yeah. But the um, it was... On our mom's birthday, which was recently, and it was a thing where, like, we both were, like, we downplay the trauma and the grief still to this day, mm-hmm. where it's, like, like taking up space, how it's, like, ah, oh, it's just her birthday, like, uh, whatever, like, who cares, but then it's, like, like, if something happens, or it's weird, or people don't acknowledge it, it's, like, who cares, it doesn't even matter, and then it's, like, no, it does, because yeah. our mom died, our mom actually yeah. passed away before yeah. our eyes and that's really hard and it's yeah. never gonna go away and like it's it's really hard even five almost five years out to be like no it's still a big deal like i don't know it's hard for me to like take yeah. that grief no, space i usually up. need an outsider perspective like one of my friends texted me and she was like dude like you went through an extremely traumatic event like it's okay mm-hmm. to feel however you want to feel even if it has and been and i was like oh four plus shit years. You're i know i was right. like my mind's blown dude you're dead. right it was traumatic <laughs> holy shit you I mean when she got toasted whoa <laughs> whoa man oh my god like when her eyes were yellow no and her it was skin chill was green. <laughs> it was fine yeah well i, <laughs> I feel like it. that that because I've been thinking a lot about like psychology or like our minds and stuff as mm. totally crazy. Um, but yeah. Yeah, as sort of like I'm, I'm in this like internal family systems therapy, which is just like you have all these like little voices in your head that mm-hmm. compete to take care of you. Right. Oh, just like, just I've like, heard of that. Just like your yeah. parents do or don't. Um, the manager. Is that one right? But but you get one when someone dies and like and it's based on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can I talk to your mind's <laughs> manager, manager, please? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Karen, Karen head. <laughs> but but you get like part of that voice is 
what other people have like taught you to believe. And I feel like a lot of that minimizing wouldn't happen if you could live in a world where you were like affirmed as much as you needed to be affirmed. Cause I do the yeah. same thing. I'm like on a birthday or anniversary. I'm like, Oh, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. Like mm-hmm. it's sort of a big deal. Like it's sort of sad, but not really. Cause I'm trying mm-hmm. to meet halfway through like the love and like attention and just weeping, just re- weeping and beating of the chest and ripping mm. of the clothes that I want to see and what mm-hmm. I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to move myself <laughs> from where I actually am to this happy little middle yeah. where, mm-hmm. where I'll be content with what I get. Mm-hmm. Um, and you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't, you really wouldn't do that if like there was some way and who knows if it's possible probably to be like that movie midsummer watch midsummer for the end scene if you if you haven't just to get that really sick reference um they're all I like haven't. they're all like crying together and screaming it's a good grief movie i watched uh, it recently yeah yeah but like yeah it, i i just don't think that that like and i think it's a type of shame to be like oh i don't think so i don't think so like because part of it's i guess trying to take care of yourself but a lot of it for me feels like just trying to 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 deal like to compromise between what i need and what i can get like lowering your expectations mm. of other yeah. people <laughs> yeah yeah but the funny thing about lowering your expectations is your expectations are things you already expected so you're lowering something that already exists <laughs> so mm-hmm. actually you're just lying you know yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. i also yeah. think it's for me as i said s- big stuffer downer over here emotionally Plunge, it's a plunge, way plunge. for me to just make like to make that okay in my brain. Like I'm like, it's not that big of a deal, like stepping it down. I'm like, it's actually fine. <laughs> and uh. then it's like, well, I'm allowed to be like, no, it's not. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of weird with like as time goes on too, I think that's a factor where it's like it feels weirder and weirder to be like, this is a big deal. Cause yeah. like we just process things in timelines as humans you know like so it's like well this this was x amount of years ago now like i can't be making a big deal out of it yeah like it's not the first year but it's like this is something that's like i just it just doesn't go away we say it every time and it just doesn't end and it doesn't Mm -hmm. ever end and i don't know why i can't take my own advice but like big circle baby yeah it just feels almost shameful borderline shameful to be like it's x amount of years out and i'm still just as sad as i was the first day you know or like whatever and it's like every year you know on birthdays or death days or whatever you know like more and more people don't reach out like maybe things happen that cause distress or whatever like where you don't feel like the fucking star of the show we're losing fans so (laughs) so like (laughs) over the years i feel like i almost like it's like oh i had all these expectations right off the bat you know first death anniversary like all these expectations then slowly they went down okay now i have no expectations they actually immediately got crushed now i have now i have (laughs) anti-expectations where i'm like i expect everyone to be the biggest piece of shit who's gonna piss me the fuck off today so then i can actually hopefully be pleasantly surprised and then when they aren't awful when they aren't just yeah when i don't get just (laughs) murdered on the street i'm like optimistic pessimism yeah Mm -hmm, so this mm -hmm. is the way that you're brain works when you're a member of this club yeah yeah this well, is, okay. mm. so this this has brought up something that um i don't think you and i have ever talked about gabby but do you do you remember like the we got in like a fight <laughs> outside of your dad's house like pretty soon after my dad died yes i do yeah. and oh God. honestly it's i did suppress it <laughs> I did too. I did suppress it, but I did actually read one of my journals from that time. Oh, really? That's how I remembered it. This was like me and the listeners are dying to know what happened. We're really coming into the final countdown too. We're at like fifty-four, but um, Gabby had the pleasure of being the person I (laughs) created in my mind as my salvation when my dad was. Because your, your mom had just died a few months before. Oh, my God. And, like, I was back home, and I was going to the hospital every day, and I was asking Gabby to hang out, like, all the time. And ev- mm. the, and it was one of those things where, like, in, in my head, like, I was, like, there was just, like, so... And I, I journaled a lot about, like, 
you and I like in the hospital room and stuff too because I was you were just like this huge person to me and you were the only person I knew who had been through that and it had just happened Mm -hmm. and I was I was voracious I was was insatiable (laughs) and like you know I was you were a hangry hippo (laughs) I was oh my god dude I was like Gabby has all of the beads in her greedy little pockets and I'm I'm hangry Horton here's a who? who where are you Horton here's a where are you Gabby and then uh, I think I was dropping you off at this is what I remember and since yes. we've never talked about it four years ago I'm, I'm I curious. know we literally haven't talked about it I here's what I remember I remember being like well I felt like I was really there for you and stuff and like I just want to hang out with you and you were like I don't remember you being that there or something <laughs> like that. Or like, be, be, because like my my dad hadn't died yet. So I was just like another guy. Well, also, and you were in Portland. And uh, yeah, like, and I yeah, you there. weren't even there. Like you physically were not in the same state. Yeah, but I just remember that now because okay, I was awkward. I w- yeah, I know because I was really, <laughs> I like wanted you there so much that I did get like angry at you, and that's where like yeah. our biggest fight in our uh, uh, marriage in our marriage, <laughs> uh, yeah, occurred. in our many divorces. That's actually interesting because I I do remember that, and I remember that I felt I felt really bad because I. Like, I obviously knew exactly what was happening since it had literally just <laughs> happened to me. But, like, I remember before that, I told you, you were, like, calling me or something. And I was, like, I felt so bad because I was, like, I just need to tell him that, like, I can't really be the rock. I remember I had a conversation <laughs> with you before you this. You were silly, putty yeah. baby. Conversation I, did, I, I didn't remember. ask you to be the rock, too. I was just, like, she's the rock. Yeah, no, I remember I had to tell, I I felt really bad. Dwayne Dwayne the Rock. It was like, I was very torn because I knew that you were going through so much, but I was like, dude, I'm like barely staying afloat. So like, it was like Titanic. Like You were the rock at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Like, I was like, I can't really be the life raft when I'm like literally sinking to the bottom (laughs) of the ocean right now. And I felt felt really bad, dude. But also like... (laughs) I know. I, I feel like I was just in such a weird place, too. So I was just like, I have no idea how I can be any type of support system to anybody. And I was glomming on like with my el- I was covered in Elmer's glue and I was just trying to catch you. But you were too slippery and I but just wanted to glom. OK, even though that was like a riff, like I feel like we really came out the other side. Like I feel like our friendship was way stronger after. Do you agree? Like, I feel yeah. like since we had that mutual experience, like once we kind of came out of the thick of it, it was like, it's been such a blessing to have you as such a close friend, like yeah. that went through such a similar experience. And we always say that to each other, like, cause we mm. knew each other for I'm years. I'm so glad your mom died. Yeah. Seriously. But mm. we knew each other for years before <laughs> our parents even died. So it was like so weird that I was like, wow, my best friend had the same thing <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. two months later. Like, I don't know. It's I'm very thankful for it now. But yeah, I yeah. think it was definitely rough in the beginning as it usually is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I remember being scared I had like fucked up her friendship because as soon as we had that conversation, I was like, oh, duh. Like her mom died. She's got some <laughs> stuff to deal with. <laughs> like, And also oh. like. Also, that was like there was like a three month window and it was only a three month window where we were not on the same page. And I had sort of I was so wrapped up in my stuff that I sort of forgot that because Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, we're the same because my dad's dying and her mom's dead, which aren't the same. (laughs) <laughs> you know, but so turns out not. those yeah. things are yeah. two very different. And there's things. complexities yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> and luckily there was. It was just a brief, a brief window. But and then mm-hmm. as oh, we had that yeah. conversation, I was like, I was filled with like some shame because I was like, and then I I realized too. I was like, I think I wanted more from Gabby than she ever could have like realistically given me even if you yeah. slept at my house every night or yeah something. like i still <laughs> yeah. would have been like be with me you know talk to me i know and me. i also was like i have a big gaping void too so what are we gonna plug these with like i was <laughs> like i can't plug yours 
I need to plug mine. You like, yeah. outlets <laughs> looking for plugs. Yeah, we were looking to get supercharged. <laughs> yeah, we're we're like shoving, trying to put like the hole in a bagel inside of the hole in a bagel. You know, it's like, mm. well, there's still this hole in my bagel. I got ten holes in my hole, and I still. Sorry, this is actually getting X-rated, but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you just need your whole stuff. You know what? It just goes to show that there's. It's really an emotional roller coaster, and. And sometimes things got to get worse before they get better. Yeah. You know, like mm, your relationship. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, I tested. Yeah. It was tested. And then you, yeah, grew from, you grew from the adversity and from the issues, and it, it was beautiful. And that's what I think happens after maybe you have a run-in with anger or really any feeling that kind of goes along with grief. It's like you got to feel it, and you got to let it mm-hmm. happen, and it's going to be really dark. But once you get through to the other end, like, there's going to be a newfound sense of, like, levity, perhaps. Or you're going to yeah. be stronger. I, I thought you were going to say anger. Then there's going to be a new <laughs> level of anger. <laughs> then you bring the mask off, the Scooby-Doo villain, <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah, yeah. more rage. Yeah, it's kind of, you just keep leveling up. And then, uh-huh, you know. It's like the Matryoshka dolls <laughs> of rage. It just yeah, keeps getting yeah. tighter, like the sun in your liver. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but I do think that brings, you know, to have a little positive ending i guess i do think that brings up a point where it's like immediately after if you are feeling this anger or like all these so they're very intense emotions Mm -hmm. like it goes for any relationship you have i think that it's going through a huge change like you Mm -hmm. are going through a huge life shift and like everything frankly is changing like your perspective your emotion like just everything your like physical living space like anything under Mm -hmm. the sun is changing so it's like you you know your partners or your friends or whatever like whether they're going through it or not family members like you have to adjust that relationship and like it's gonna be weird probably at first but like eventually it kind of just straightens out I feel like and you adapt to like okay this is our new kind of vibe like you really become a different person like I feel like I became a very different person totally but it took a minute to like shed the skin of like my ignorant ass i molted yeah i I molted molted hard (laughs) yeah good god yeah but yeah i also i agree i mean i feel like it's just sort of like we talked about in the last episode but there is there is some kind of pride i have in my anger and in in the third stage stage three pre-metastasis of joy but like being angry at the world like is sort of i don't know if you can if you can deal with it and feel in it feel it then i think for me that's like getting to the core of the thing where it's like this injustice happened and it's no one's fault which is terrifying mm-hmm. but if you can like s- but then you realize that's the world you've been living in all along where yep. these kind of things happen. <laughs> yeah. like, no. You know, like where there's war and plague exciting now. And, uh, you know, people are just ripped out of the world just like you were ripped into the world screaming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you can, like, accept that that's the world and it's still full of, like, these things that you love, like, you know, and it's, you know, th- the anger you feel at other people is because they've had a better shake of the dice in this world. Like sometimes mm-hmm. that, that sense of anger, like is, I don't know. It's freeing to just be like, wow, the world's a little fucked. Like, it's like, I don't know. It's like a punk rock mantra. It's like, this is fucked. So I'm going to mm-hmm. fuck it up. You know, I'm, gonna yeah, like, exactly. I'm just going to have exactly. to do better. And I'm going to headbang. Yeah. I'm going to make a sick goddamn fucking podcast and yeah. resolve <laughs> all my friendship <laughs> issues with Gabby live. Exactly. No, it is a bit liberating, you know, like, and I honestly appreciate the perspective because I do too. It gives, it just, it shifts the perspective. Like, all right, there's nothing more certain in this life than death at some point for all of us. So it's like, let's not take this shit too seriously. That's my punk rock anthem. Yeah. (laughs) Let's not take (laughs) this shit too seriously and let's fuck shit up. Definitely. Look at this I photograph. (laughs) (laughs) I think there, you gain a huge like sense of depth, like. Even, like, if you think about our relationship here, this is the last thing I'll say. We're getting fucking long. Okay, yeah, let's fucking um, wrap this up. The last thing I'll say is that, like, Harry, our relationship before was just, like, high school, like, smoking weed and, like, yeah, fucking it up, if you will. Uh-huh. Um, getting caught And the then police. I feel like immediately when the our parents died, it was, like, we were, 
our glom, relationship glom, glom. turned into like the deepest, like darkest. Harry went zebra muscle. It went uh, zebra muscle punk rock. It's like, it was like a, a roller coaster that dipped underground. And yeah, like, yeah. Oh, we are underground. Yeah. This is, this is just like Snowpiercer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The earth. This is like Death Piercer. It's like we were just like going to school and getting high and like chilling, and now it's like, oh, our parents are dead. And you were getting <laughs> low. Yeah. 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 But anyway, I anyway. guess. Uh, did we? Did we, did we answer the anger question? Did we solve it? <laughs> yeah. Is anyone still angry? <laughs> I think we cracked the code like Indiana Jones. I um. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Indy. Honestly, Indy. we never plug ourselves enough, so I'm gonna plug a couple things before we go. Plug. Plug. Please rate us on Apple Podcast. <laughs> R- rate us. I mean, us. obviously, us if you're giving us five, ideally five stars. But hey, we'll take critiques. You know. Leave a comment. Say say you love us. Say, say you're angry at us. Say you say love it. us Please so say much. You love us. S- Follow please us do. on Spotify <laughs> podcast if you please, use please, that because please, please, please. it just please. helps a lot. And I hate to be a bitch. It's like it would really help us like and subscribe. But like it kind of would. <laughs> so yeah, it would mean a lot. I to will us, yeah. beg on my hands and knees for that. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Instagram. deadparentsclub.rip. And also, we just renewed our I, don't, I didn't tell you guys about this, but oh. we, just <laughs> renewed our, we just renewed our Wix. Oh, um, website. I'm going s- to start writing again on the deadparentsclub.rip, yeah. putting up my little griefy yeah. of the day posts. Nice. Um, and then keep your eyes peeled for a huge Reddit and TikTok presence. Dude, that's, that's I'm going to make a fire oh, tink tonk. And <laughs> I don't know if Dead Parents Club oh. is taken. It's probably deadparentsclub.rip. So we'll it's probably going to be so deadparentsclub.rip. Yeah. All of our TikTok babies. So like, yeah, premature, but follow us later when we have one and uh, stay angry. Oh, my God. If you're angry, you're right. You <laughs> okay. Crazy, you crazy bitch. You're so right. You we crazy love you. bitch. We you love you. Bitches, we, we love you. you. Bye. I love you. Have okay. a good bye, bye, bye. tink tonk. Tink, tink about it. Look at this tink tonk. 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 Look at this tinky tonk. Look at this tinky bell. That was pretty fire. I hit that mouth itis. <laughs> <laughs>